Hello, everyone. Welcome to She's an Outlander, a podcast dedicated to the television show Outlander. My name is Stacy, and I'm Brittany. And welcome to um, the first episode of season three. Oh my god, sorry, Brittany and I were just trying to keep our cool right at the beginning because Zoom talked to us and it's never done that that before. It's okay, I'm gonna edit it out. So, no, no, okay. So, you heard it too. That was aggressive. (laughs) I guess she really wanted you to know. (laughs) I guess it's like a safe, I don't know, is it a feature so that if it's if if someone's recording the meeting, the other person knows? I don't know. I don't know. That was really weird. But you it always tells tells you up at the top anyways. Oh, you, so you already know. Oh, so I anyway. Know. Oh, that was weird. So anyways, we're off topic. But that there was, was like 10 seconds of us trying not to laugh. You won't hear any of it because we just I probably will have edited it out. Future Stacy will have taken care of that. Yes. Thank but, you, Future Stacy. But Zoom was telling us that this yeah. meeting is being recorded. <laughs> future editing Stacy is taking care of this. You're like what? Oh my gosh. Anyway, okay, anyway. let's get this party started. So we are now diving into season three. We've made it through two. We did. We know kind of the, the stage has been set. We know that they had to say goodbye to each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There were tears. Well, on my end, not so much on Brittany's end. <laughs> there were tears there and then we found out oh geez it's 20 years good lord there's that gem but um okay so now we're just gonna we're just gonna dive right into season three episode one and we'll see if like any of the maybe predictions Brittany was kind of thrown around if like any of them are close yeah like what's happening in the pulp Ballpark? Ballpark. Park. I was like, are you in the pulpit? What? Pul- <laughs> Words. Oh, no. The okay. Par- the, the, the Pulbark? Um, okay. So this, um, so yeah, this is season three, episode one, titled The Battle Joined. Ooh. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. Do we have some clues from the title? Well, I'm guessing we're going to see what happened on, what's it called? What's the Pilotin? field called? What's it called? Culloden. It's only been two seasons. Okay, we're not going to start with that. I can't remember names now. We're just accepting that and moving on. It's just happening. We're moving forward. Yeah. Okay, so this this episode was written by Ronald D. Moore. Ooh, okay. Um, So I guess, you know, yeah, he was the showrunner for the first few, creator of the show. So every now and then he'll pop in, write an episode. Um, and then this one was directed by Brendan Mayer. Mar? Mar? Um, I, not from, I think this may be the first one he's directed, unless I've missed it, because it's not ringing a bell. It's not, it's not Metin Houston. <laughs> Our good old friend. Our old, good old friend, Metin. Um, okay, so, to start this off, okay, so, the opening sequence. Okay. It's good. I'm going to try my best to describe it, but like, it's very, it's non-linear. It's very like flashes and like jumping back and forth in bits of time. So I'm going to try to do my best, but I was trying to write it chronologically and I was like, ah, F it. Like I can't, I can't, it's all weird. Okay, there we go. So it kind of opens, opens on like a shot of 
there's like piles of like Jacobite bodies. Oh god. So like okay. that's where we're opening. So clearly like the battle has happened. Did not go so great for our Jacobite friends. Yes. Um so the battle's clearly over. It's like very quiet. Like there's okay. lots of silence. Um a lot of the red coats, so like the British are kind of going around and um taking any of the Jacobite soldier swords, mm. clearing up flags, helping if there are any British wounded soldiers, and any any of the wounded Jacobites that are lying on the field still alive, they're yeah, spearing pokey, pokey. them. Pokey pokey. They're stabby stabbing with their bayonets. Um, so it's real great. It's like, welcome, oh, welcome okay. to season three. Woo. Ooh, setting a so, good tone there. All right. Um, so yeah. So, um, and then what we can see is there's like this, there's this like pile of bodies and on top of the pile of bodies, we can see Jamie is like lying on top of the bodies. Okay. Not looking so great. Right. Um, and we can see that on lying on top of him is a dead red coat. Like we can't oh. see, like we don't see a face or anything, but there's just oh, like it? a body on top of is him. Is it Randall? I don't know. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> and he's okay. like, oh, damn. I don't trust these people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and so he kind of like, he kind of like opens his eyes and is like gasping for breath. Sam does a lot of just like, I want to give him a hug this whole episode. He just looks okay. so frail and like dying <laughs> like the whole episode um so he opens his eyes he's like gasping for breath oh and i wrote he looks super like a dude who is dying like super oh, okay. doesn't look great um and he like looks over and like makes eye contact with this other young jacobite who's lying over and they look at each other and then red coats come over and <clears throat> oof Okay. So that's great. So Jamie's like, you get the sense that he's just very much like waiting to be for his time. Yeah. He's just like, he's there. Um, and I just wrote RIP kid that gets bayoneted. Um, <laughs> oh, shish kebobbed. Shish kebobbed. Ooh. And then, um, and then this is where it gets kind of confusing to try to follow. So basically we're getting the sense that like, these are Jamie's memories of what, like oh, as he's okay. lying there, he's, he's kind of flashing to everything okay. that's just transpired in the last couple hours, right. basically from when Claire went through the stones to mm. now we're getting this, but all not in order. And it's kind of jumping around. Right. Okay. So that's yeah. kind of what I mean. Okay. It's we're getting of, like a chopped salad version. Of yes. Cause, uh, Cause clearly he's, he's hazy. He, and it, it kind of does the camera effect sometimes or zooms in on him and it's like blurry and he like, right. So he's so like in and out of consciousness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, kind of what we get is we get flashes of a group of the Highlanders led by Jamie, like charging into battle um and then there's lots of flashes he opens his eyes again and then there's like a weird flashback of like just pre-battle or just as a battle is starting and like explosions are kicking off like all around um and we see bonnie prince charlie and the generals standing around him and prince charles is um getting his best goblet ready that was like a gift for his 21st birthday from his father and he's like mark me james i will have 
Cumberland drink from this by the time the day is over as like bombs are dropping like all around and and you're just like great and Jamie's literally looking at him like you're this this guy right still doesn't get it still this guy and then it's like okay now it's flashing back to dying Jamie on the pile and then more charging so it's this is what I mean it's Mm. kind of like all over This is one, like, it'll be more effective to watch. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> You're trying yeah. to break it down. Um, and then we get, okay, now it's night. So now present, like, dying Jamie. Yeah, I get is, what you mean. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah. It's nighttime now. Okay. And he's still lying there. And it, like, there's now snow starting to fall. So I guess oh. it's, like, we're mid-April. So yeah. Sometimes, heck, we got snow in April. Yeah, we did. I got <laughs> snow. We got snow, we got on, snow on Tuesday. <laughs> wow, you see, I was tree planting north. and it was snowing. So. It was twenty-five degrees was Celsius cold. here today. So, yeah. Well, on Tuesday we were out we tree got planting s- in a bog and it was snowing on us. Nice. So, I mean, we got fun. snow about maybe two weeks ago. So, I yeah. mean, yeah, it's weird. Um, but um, so it kind of like starts to snow and then there's still and he's and I wrote he's still somehow alive, like but barely. Like re- like Jamie. like labored breathing, oh, like okay. very like <laughs> like this is what I mean the whole time I'm like, oh Jamie, this hurts. Um, like labored breathing the whole time. Um and we can still see there's still red coats walking around with their torches, that sort of stuff. And then again, we're still getting memory fragments. Um, okay. So we're getting a flash of Jamie at the stones and his hands on the stones. So clearly it's because you know how he was like behind her yeah. when they touched the stone. So it's clearly like seconds after she's like vanished and he's standing there with the hand on the stones. And then it flashes to like him picking up the tartan shawl that she had that she would have like left behind he's like picking the, it's like really freaking sad like when you mm-hmm. think of like everything that has happened to this man in probably the last like six hours you're like well and you can see he's like picking up that tartan and you know he's a little tearful having his moment and all that kind of stuff and then you know he's crying a bit because she's like gone you can see that kind of sinking in and then um, now we're back again to clearly he's just ridden from the stones and to, to rejoin the men as the battle is kind of starting and there's cannon blasts all around. Um, and then there's a shot with like Jamie and the generals and Prince Charles, these effing gen- Murray and O'Sullivan and yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Our, <laughs> our friends. So they're still there. And one general, I literally can't remember who's who anymore um but one of them is like this is just a diversion uh we should stand strong force them to come to us and jamie's like the time is now like we have to charge now as like shit is like exploding all around him the other ones are like yes yes so he asks prince charles to give the command allow the men to charge while there's still a chance and of course prince charles just looks shell-shocked and says nothing and you're like freaking coward right to the end man um and then we now get more shots of the men charging and then we now get shots of like the clash like the battle right all that kind of stuff so we're seeing the battle and we can see like jamie and we can see rupert in there like fighting sword fighting all that kind of stuff jamie gets into a freaking wrestling match with a red coat and then manages to suffocate the dude with a hunk of grass like literally Mm -hmm 
from the earth pulls it and like i mean creative um and then he comes across Murta in the battle and so they're like battling side by side and Murta tells him that the lollybrock men have made it safely like on the road home like have gotten, okay, gotten out of there so like they're fighting um and then again so this is what, so then it flashes again back to like more highland charging like it's like we keep resetting it's very mm. so it's like more highland charging and then you and this is where it kind of gives you the whole the highland charge into a row of just red coats with their guns on the with their guns on the ready and there's like different layers of them so some of them mm. are using their bayonets some of them are going to fire and remember when the highlanders charge they charge with their arm up Mm-hmm. right so it's like they're exposed so i mean not nice no. um so battle now and so now again in the heat of the battle jamie sees randall Ooh, and yeah. their eyes lock oh and he and likes like this slow-mo stuff they start to fight and then again it's flashing back to the giant to the giant jamie to the dying jamie on the pile of bodies and then the red coat shifts and we can see it's Randall like lying. And I don't know how I feel about that. Like, ugh, like I know he's dead, but just something about like after all he's gone through, he has this guy, he's lying on top of him. I don't know how I feel oh. about it. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like okay, it's, kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of effed up. Like some yeah. people like it's, it's beautiful and poetic. And I'm like, it's also mm. fucked up. Yeah, so it's supposed to be beautiful. It's ugh. no, I'm with you. I think I'm with you. I think I'm not falling out. Like even because I like even though I said it, I was like I don't like that. But like mm-hmm. I know I kind of knew. I'm like okay, they're gonna try and wrap this up in a circle because it's very narrative. But yeah, it's really messed up. I it is like trying to give him. It's the same thing. I didn't like the whole thing with his brother and like you're trying to give him that one redeeming thing of the one person he wouldn't hurt. Yeah, and like it and the then he beat yeah beat him up in death. Yeah, I didn't. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't like well, that. And to be fair, I think because I know I know Sam everyone... even said it. Sam even said it in an interview where he's like talking about how like how there's how yes, it's it you know it's the end it's the end to Blackjack and he you know he dies on top of him. And he's like I know you know maybe in a poetic way. And then Sam goes and it's also really fucked up. Like he literally yeah. says that yeah. like it's really fucked up. Um, so anyway. Um, so he's been lying on top of him and okay, now we're back to the battle. And so they're going, going and Randall manages, manages to slash Jamie's like inner to outer thigh, like real, like he gets oh. him with his sword okay. in the battle, like real, like lots of blood. And then Jamie manages to stab him in the gut. Um, and then there's another transition. So we can tell some time has passed because it's like quiet. They're almost the only ones left fighting. So you get this sense that they've been going for a while. They're both exhausted. They're both freaking bleeding. Yeah. Um, and, and again, this is where I'm like, ugh, where Blackjack almost like looks at him and then like reaches out and like collapses on top of Jamie. And then they go to frame. So you're like, okay, this is kind of, I guess where they get into the position that we see uh, where they go. Yeah. So it's like who got who like, and it's just, bleh. yeah, just bleh. Icky vibes, just, icky. yeah, just icky. But so now we're back with present dying Jamie. Um, okay. So still nighttime. Good times, and good times. 
and um, he, and then we can see he has the dragonfly and amber that Claire gave him. Uh, like Aww. he has it in his hand. He's holding on to it as he's okay. lying there. Um, he's pretty much he's like fl- like in and out of consciousness at this time. Um, and then he opens his eyes and like turns his head and he sees this little rat, like a bunny rabbit, which is like hopping around. So he's looking at the rabbit and then he can see there's like this woman in a white dress, like walking down through the fields of bodies to him or whatever. Right. And we zoom in and okay, we see it's Claire. So he's seeing like Claire Uh. walk in a white dress and she leans over him and puts her hand on his face and is like are you alive and then it transitions and then it's rupert leaning over him being like uh-huh. jamie jamie are you are you alive man <laughs> this rupert! isn't so, this isn't supposed to be funny but it makes me laugh a little, a little bit he goes jamie are you alive and he goes don't know <laughs> it's not supposed to be funny but it kind of is it kind of is yeah you're like i, I don't know maybe because uh, well, he's like i'm seeing claire i see it. also it probably hurts it probably doesn't feel much oh like, it's not know. yeah and i just remember there's parts in this opening sequence in the books because we're in jamie's pov at this time yo he's funny he like in his head has all these responses of like he's wanting to die at this point he's like it's yeah. over to the and there, he can hear people calling him, and he's just like, no. In his head, he's nope. like, go away. And they're like, are you alive? And he's like, wish I wasn't. And <laughs> oh, my God. But so Rupert's like, you know, so Rupert is um, there, and he's not doing so great. And again, how is he alive? Like, the amount of blood that is like, like, it's cooling. Yeah, you're, yeah it, and your carotid artery, Sarah. It's I know. Clearly, you didn't. It, or not, not carotid, femoral. Femoral, that's it. Yeah, but clearly the the femoral one of the important ones got wasn't slashed because he would have bled out real quick. Yeah, um, isn't it like two minutes on your femoral? It's it's it's, like real fast. Yeah, it's fast. So it's really not that, but like it was like the there's still blood like pooling on top of his kill. Like I'm like, how are you alive? Um, literally, and um. So this is where you're a wizard, Jamie. So this is where Rupert's like, you know, there's still red coats. Red coats are still, I mean, I have some plot hole questions of how they would be able to get to him without the red coat seeing or walking around. But we're just going to, I suspend my disbelief because basically the red coats are still going around shish kebabbing people (laughs) that are, that are wounded. Right. So he's like, he's like, Oh, can you stand? Um, he defs cannot stand. <laughs> and then <laughs> absolutely not. Absolutely not. And then Jamie appreciate just like, you thinking he can, but he cannot. But he absolutely cannot stand. <laughs> and then Jamie's like eyes barely open, and he's just like, and it's so sad. He's like almost talking on the exhale. He's just like, let me be, let me be, like yeah. almost like or whatever. Resigned. Yeah. And then Rupert's like, um, you know, I'm not going to leave you to die in the mud, even if you are a pig headed loon who cannot hold his whiskey. And then Rupert and this other random guy, I'm not sure who he is, try to lift him up. And then as he's lifting him up, Jamie, even in death, still has some wit because he's like, oh, I can drink you under the table. As he's like, 
lifted him up and then so they lift him up and then as they are carrying him he drops the the dragonfly oh, amber that's how it gets found on the field that she it was saw. found on the field yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. um and then so that's how look at you connecting all these dots i'm <laughs> like, pulling it together i remember seeing dad um i see so that. i know it did. i know it i know it so now the next scene is we now cut to claire we're in boston 1948 so we've Ooh, okay. jumped um so now it's frank and claire are like looking at an apartment so it's clearly they're freshly in boston she's not showing much right, like so she's not really like, showing right off the plane yeah so they're looking at an apartment and claire's kind of looking around and he's like oh you know and frank's like oh what do you think and she's like all this space just for the two of us and he's like soon to be three of us and She's like looking around and they're talking about like, she's like, oh, I assume this will be, you know, where this, where the study is for the man of the house. And Frank's like, oh, well, the lady of the house can decide wherever she wants it to be. And you can tell they're both trying, but it's yeah, like, to, like, you know, he's like, well, the lady of the house declares it'll be here thusly. And I'm like, Claire, oh, like, but it's like they're, cause You're she's kind of like, she embrace has no choice it. you know what i mean yeah. so she's so trying might as well embrace it make she's the best trying of it, right? she's trying it is what it is yeah. so and then they go and look at the kitchen and they talk about the kitchen and you know frank's like oh i'm sure this is where you'll be spending a lot of time because it's yeah. 1948 <laughs> yeah. i know i try not to hold that against him too much because i'm like it's the 40s like women were anyway kitchen appliances we're in the kitchen but he's like you know this is where you'll rustle us up some food and she's like rustle and he's like yeah isn't that's what the americans say and then he does a bad like john wayne impression (laughs) won't you be in there trying to rustle us up some food and i'm like oh god (laughs) this is what they're doing um and then she kind of says something like you know i wouldn't well i wouldn't get uh i wouldn't get your hopes up if i were you like i'm a bit out of practice like Freaking even back in the 1700s, she was not yeah. much of a cook. She, like, throws some of the stuff together. Like, she's, like, even when he was, like, I didn't know you are much of a cook, Sassanac. She's, like, well, I can certainly boil a potato. Like, <laughs> like back when they were at Lollybrock. Yeah. Um, and, and then he, like, says to her, like, hey, I'll be happy with whatever you, with whatever you make. And, like, I know his intention is trying to be, like, you don't have to be this like perfect thing. Like whatever you yeah. put together, I'll be happy with, but it's just still, I'm like, okay, it's the 1940s. Stacey tried to understand it's the 1940s. <laughs> it's the social norms of the time. Like, you know, he's trying to be supportive here. Um, okay. So now we get, okay. So we're in the kitchen and she's fiddling with the stove and then it transitions to clearly it's months later because we have a very pregnant Claire. Okay. In the kitchen, getting very, very frustrated with the stove because she can't get it to light. Okay. Like it won't catch. And then she finally goes like, Jesus H. Roosevelt Christ. And she like (laughs) slams the lighter down and she's really preggers. Like she probably looks like eight and a half months here. Okay. Quite big. Um, She a balloon. She's a balloon. And so then she walks over to the living room and like sits down on the couch and then she's staring at the fireplace. And then she looks at the fireplace and is like, Hmm. See the light bulb uh, go off. Cook on the fire. So, so then she gets up to go somewhere, and then it, the next scene is like, okay, she's driving. So like, she's clearly been somewhere, and she's in the car, and she's driving back 
from the store or something and she parks and she's getting all this firewood <laughs> out of her. She's like, listen, I know how to use a campfire, okay? I mean, <laughs> she's more comfortable with that than yeah. like a damn stove. stove. Um, so she's getting all this firewood out and then her neighbor comes over and this neighbor's name it took me a while to remember it. I believe this neighbor's name is Millie. Oh, that's a cute name. Which is a very, like, 1940s American suburbs name. Yeah. Um, and so she comes over and asks if she needs any help. And Claire's like, no, 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 I'm fine. I can manage. And then she's, oh, here, take it. And it's raining. So she, like, has her, like, hold the umbrella as she's, like, gathering up all the wood. And she's like, you know, I remember when I was having my first. My back ate something fierce. <laughs> Um, and that handsome but lazy sack of bones I call a husband never did lift a finger and Claire's like you know like I can manage really and she's like well of course you can manage but why should you have to when you can have help you're like "Mm, profound line um and then she introduces herself and she's like oh my name's my name's Millie Nelson and Claire's like and I'm Claire Randall and like every time I hear say Claire Randall I'm like oh I don't like it you're like wrong let's try try again try again Claire Fraser yes Yes. They're Beachamp. Okay, passable. I'll take Beachamp. Beauchamp. Um, so then the next scene is uh, Claire and Millie inside by the fire, and Claire's got a couple pots and stuff over over the fire, and she's cooking. Um, and Millie's like, oh, where'd you learn to do that? And she's like, oh, my uncle taught me to cook over a campfire. And I'm also, and you also lived in Scottish Highlands in 200 years ago for two years, and, you know, there's picked that up a too. few skills picked up a few skills um and um you know and then she's like oh it smells like wooden ash and she's like well actually you know it gives it gives the food a smoky flavor and she's like oh your husband must like it um that's all that matters i suppose and then claire's like yes well i mean like i hope so and she's like oh so you're just gonna spring it on him <laughs> she's like she's like oh he likes surprises does he and Claire's like well not really and then Millie's like well you're a braver woman than I my husband I can't remember his name suddenly you know if I feed him anything more than a meatloaf or blah 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 or this or that he'll have a he'll have a heart attack and then she goes now there's an idea (laughs) like okay Millie (laughs) wow um and so then Claire's like, oh, well, you know, Frank, you know, he, he's pretty progressive. Like, I think he'll be fine. Like, he's pretty open-minded. And then Millie's like, you know, I love my husband. I, I, I swear I do. But he's really like most men in this world, you know, who, who don't want their wives doing anything out of the ordinary. Just cook and clean and raise the kids and look pretty when they meet the boss. And then she's like, you're lucky. Um, she's like, you won't find another man like Frank again. And then <laughs> Claire, does, like, turns and like looks into the fireplace and like does this like painful smile and just like closes mm. her eyes um and in that moment and now transitions to jamie and i'm like ooh, ooh. i like that transition nice. like, you won't find another man like frank again and she's like well i actually found someone and it's a long story but just gonna smile and keep going yep. Smile and nod, smile and nod. Smile and nod. Um, so now we've transitioned to, we're back with like Jamie and Rupert and stuff. And so there's this like abandoned farmhouse thing, right? So okay. If we're remembering the end of the season two finale, the info that Roger 
yeah shared with them yes wounded soldiers escaped and were in this house farm abandoned farmhouse or something for a couple days so there's a group of men there jamie's obviously lying on the ground rupert's giving him a bit of water um and yeah so there's a group of men hiding out mostly mostly wounded and so rupert and this other random dude i don't know his name um are talking and basically the information that we get is like most of the men here are wounded he's saying to rupert he's like you know if you can run for it like go for it and he's like no like i'll i'll bide my time here and he's and then they're like besides like we're not gonna get very far like rupert was gonna kill him I know we'll get, remember they've been through this battle now. So like priorities have shifted, um, but we'll address this. Um, so he's basically okay. like, you know, there's still lots, there's still lots of British like crawling around. Um, and they, they kind of even say like, even the men that fled the field yesterday won't get far. So it also gives us a timeline. It's the next morning. Cause right. Cause they found Jamie in the eat, like it was dark. Right. Right. Okay. So he had clearly been on the field like since the battle ended all into the night. And then that, that's when they got him. And then it's like, okay. early the next morning in this abandoned farmhouse. So yeah, he's like, even the men that fled yesterday aren't going to get very far um, because okay. British are just going to round what's called the clearances. Not nice. Um, and Jamie's listening in. Um, and continues to look awful. That's <laughs> what I wrote. <laughs> like just continuity. All lot like not just doing well. blood. His coloring is like uber pale, just Ooh, like not, not sure. great. Um so now we flash back now we flash, I guess, forward to Claire. Um, still very pregnant, and she's alone sitting at like her vanity, um, okay. kind of in like her nightgown. She's like getting ready, and she's like again quite preggers. Um, and we can hear Frank's voice like off in the distance being like, you know, Claire, darling, we have to leave in 20 minutes. And she's like, coming, Frank. And she's like staring at herself in the mirror. And she's like, um, you know, got to look pretty when you meet the boss. And so she like starts getting ready. So it's like, okay, clearly they're going to some sort of like social function and yeah. she's going to be meeting Frank's boss and she has to like get ready. And it's, it's interesting because I felt like I got, like she looks even more unhappy than she did in Paris. Like, you know, like Ooh, that whole, nice. like, you yeah. know, that whole putting on an act, playing the role. Yeah. Yeah. It. For the tea and everything. Yeah. But it's like even worse <laughs> now. Like it's kind of, she's just like, all right. Um, and so now it cuts to, I, I, I'm assuming we're like on the Harvard campus Okay. And we can hear this man talking who, I call him a-hole boss for a while, but his name is Dean something. So he's the dean of something. He's Frank's, he's Frank's boss. Okay. Um, and we can hear him talking. Whole boss. <laughs> just his, it's his boss. I'm just going to call him boss. Okay. Um, boss man. Boss man. Um, and we can hear him talking and he's talking about like, he says like, Truman's ascension to the presidency was, uh, was an accident of history. And there's like a group of men and a few wives and they're talking and they're drinking. And I guess you would know better than me too. Cause president Truman took over once Rose of, was it Roosevelt that died during the oh war? God. Of, yes. The yes. one that was in the wheelchair. I'm sorry, Americans. 
Yeah, my is apologies. It, I have there's two Roosevelts US that messed me up. It was history. Teddy. It was Teddy Roosevelt, right? Teddy Roosevelt, yeah. Who he was in the wheelchair because he had polio as a yep. kid, and right? He was yeah, he got them through most of the US and then the he, Second World War. And then he died before it was over. Yeah. And then I guess did Truman take over because Truman was vice Truman, president? I think Truman was vice president. I, I haven't done US history in so long. I can't yeah. remember the presidencies. But I believe that's kind of what we're at. And then it's time for the election. So Yeah, because Teddy Roosevelt and Winston Churchill, they had that, it was the really infamous meeting on the boat, wasn't it? Potentially. Trying to get him, I think. Sorry, Americans. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, my God. No, that's so wrong. I don't know. I just know that there's two Roosevelts and they throw me off because there's the one that Robin Williams played in Night at the Museum. Yeah, which okay. is from way back, but I think I Teddy Teddy yeah. Roosevelt, which I know mostly from the musical Annie because he, he shows yes. up and he's in the wheelchair. Um, but oh, no, because he's the one that gives history. he's the one that gives the speech after Pearl Harbor, and he's like, "This yeah. day is a day that will live on in infamy." There right? You go. Yeah, you've got this. I think. Oh, I'm terrible at U.S. history. Awful. I apologize. But anyway, I did so, study it. I don't remember it. But so they're, um, yeah. So there's a group of men. They're talking, and because I believe was was Roosevelt um, Democratic. Oh, you're gonna test me on that? What is this? Um, My third year. Oh shoot! No, it's not Theodore. It's Franklin. Franklin. Ah, Frank. Oh, yeah, Theodore. FDR. Okay. FDR. It was FDR. FDR. <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt was, yeah, it was like the Civil War. Yeah, because he, yeah. he died in 45. Okay, yeah. Um. So it was oh FDR. Yes. Um. And then. FDR. Yeah, okay. And Teddy oh, Roosevelt no, and is then one Robin Williams. Wallace. Oh, I'm getting it so wrong because I know there was something about Wallace too. But anyway, so this Dean is saying like Truman's ascension to the presidency was, was an accident of history is like what he's saying. Um, I think Truman won. He was the election right after that. And he was the op. Oh, I no, no, no. Because he was succeeded by Truman. So. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I can't um, remember. But anyway. Truman so anyway, and and there and and, 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 and the meeting with Churchill. FDR was um demo, was a Democrat. Yeah, maybe it was Truman that had the. Well, no, with he Churchill. he died what in April hell? of forty five, and so the oh. war was like start winding down. Yeah, so by it that must have point. been FDR. I am so confused. Anyway, okay, it, our history people out there, let us know. But any but, check, please. But basically, you're getting the sense that obviously this dean is like. Republican, uh, okay, and, okay. you know, talking like they're just shit talking Truman. Um, and then again, dude is still talking shit about Truman. And then Frank, and then Frank says something like, you know, well, obviously, you know, we're both new to these shores, but I would, if I were a betting man, I wouldn't count the Democratic nominee out just yet. Um, and then the the dean says, you know. Well, you know, the press believe that his defeat is all but assured. And then Frank's like, oh, well, perhaps, um, perhaps I would prefer it. I would prefer it to believing we're doomed to, to the presidency of Thomas Dewey. So Thomas Dewey must be the Republican nominee and is what I'm getting. I'm guessing. Um, and then, um, and then Claire, 
bless her, pipes in and is like, you know, I, I read a piece last week that said the president. So Truman must still be the president and is running for re-election. I don't know. Because I remember I was watching something about like Oliver Stone's history of America. And then anyway, because there was also Wallace in there too. Anyway, I'm not going to pretend. I, I know a fair amount about American history. I don't know. Americans, how much of Canadian history do you know? Huh? Huh? <laughs> no judging. Do not judge us. <laughs> anyway. Honestly, though, I think I know more American history than Canadian history. <laughs> or Sir William McKenzie. I, know. I got that. Who was the first prime minister of Canada, Brittany? McDonald, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> At least you got that. Sir John A. McDonald. <laughs> Sir John A. McDonald. There we go. Which I he is that. a contentious, contentious figure. Let's just yeah. put it that way. Most um, of them were from back then. Fair enough. Um, and, um, but yeah, so then Claire says, you know, like I read a piece last week that said that the president actually has more support than it appears. And you can see the, the dean is like, I beg your pardon. And like you and, talk, you and read. Then, yes. Right. And Claire's so Claire's like sitting in a chair and Frank's standing behind her. Right. Mm. Claire has essentially a beach ball. And then she's like, and he's like, I beg your pardon. She's like, well, I was just saying that I, I read a column in the globe the other day that predicted victory for the president. If he continues to pound away at the Republican Congress as ineffectual, whereas Mr. Dewey only offers the voters platitudes and there are like people staring and, and all this kind of stuff. And they're like, what, what, what? and then the Dean is like, well, a column in the globe. And then he goes, Professor Randall, you're gonna have to have, you're gonna have to pay closer attention to your wife, your wife's reading habits. If she keeps reading the globe, the next thing you'll know, she'll be trying to get women into Harvard Law. And then Claire looks at him and goes, Well, Harvard Medical enrolled female students year, like years ago, I think three years ago, something. So she's like, So Harvard Medical has started enrolling female students like years ago. And then the dean goes, you know. Oh, a bone cast in the general direction of Eleanor Roosevelt and her coterie of agitators. Um, <laughs> and then he goes, like, my understanding is the girls are I barely... That. I want that on a t-shirt. A co- I'm just being like, coterie of agitators. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is what I want. <laughs> Screw being called whatever people want to disgrace feminists. I want to be called that. If you're going to insult a- me... I'm a co- we are our coterie of agitators. I want that, and then I want Claire's like not the meek and obedient type shirt. Yeah. Yes, and then also, also, English breakfast. I want that. Yeah, that, I want that on a hat. <laughs> just a little bit of nod to Jamie up there. Yeah. Just on a hat, it says English breakfast. English breakfast. Not meek and obedient. Not the meek and obedient type. Cotier of agitators. <laughs> Proud Coming. member of the Cotier of agitators. Oh, oh my God. Um, and then he's like, oh, my understanding is the girls are barely adequate in their studies. And Frank's looking like, oh, shit. Because he knows that Claire's yep. triggered. Triggered. You, um, you, just, you just pissed off the Claire. Even, even Jamie, who's from literally 200 years ago, would know. Not to say that. Ooh, bro. You just said that was wrong. That was a bad thing to say. And then he goes, and then the boss is like, the dean says, like, oh, you know, past experience has shown that few women succeed as physicians. And part of me is like, 
They're no, they weren't allowed to be though. They weren't allowed. I was like, I was like, few women. Yeah, you mean the two that you allow? Yeah, probably has a fifty percent success pool? rate. What's yeah. the what's the success rate of your male? What's the failout rate of the men? Right. Yeah. I bet you statistically, <laughs> your sample size is a little skewed. Jack off. Anyway, oh, his name's Dean Jackson, and then Frank goes jackass. Jackass. And then Frank goes, uh, Dean Jackson. I don't believe I've mentioned that my wife was a combat nurse with the Royal Army Medical Corps during the war. And then he puts his like hand on Claire's shoulder, <laughs> just being like, "Easy there, easy, easy, stay easy, stay, tiger." Stay <laughs> your blood pressure down, and then, and then. Um, I'm like, I remember watching the scene for the first time and I was like, somehow this feels worse than when she was literally in the 18th century. Like it feels more blatantly misogynistic. Well, I think it would be because you would hope by then you're so much, you, you would hope there had been more progress than that. Right? Like in the 18th century, you're like, yeah, they don't have time. They don't know about microscopes. They don't even know they what germs are. They literally don't point. know what germs are. Like They don't know like the sun, the solar system. They got nothing. They got bigger things to deal they with, right? They've got polio. Like, and, they believe in Kelpies. Yeah. And, and fairies are stealing babies. Like, yes. they, got, they got a lot of shit going There's on. There's the changelings. Yeah. So, like, equality. They're burning yeah, people we're not there. For being witches. Yeah. yeah. They got witchcraft going on, like, and demons and possession. Like, they don't have time to think about, like, e- equal rights and, like, <laughs> logic. Logic, right? Like, they don't mm-hmm. got a lot of time for that. But in the 40s, like, we've got airplanes. And we still yeah. don't think that women can, like, what, handle a scalpel? It's not that heavy. You can't even use the muscle thing. It's they a just, light little just stabby stab. all that information in their brains. How, How can they little do brains? it? Their How? job is to get pregnant and have babies and work at home. And if they're not doing that, then what the heck are they here for? Right? Yeah. So I think that's what's more discussed. It's like you got cars and washing machines, and yet – Heaven forbid a woman reads a newspaper. You're like, what? This doesn't track. I know. (laughs) Ooh, so funny. Okay. So yeah, it's just so interesting watching that. I'm like, this feels more annoying than the 18th century. Like, honestly. Um, But uh, yeah, so they say that. And then he goes, you know, Dean Jackson is like, really? Well, very patriotic, Mrs. Randall, pitching in in times of crisis and that sort of thing. But I'm sure but I'm sure you were happy to resume more important and fitting domestic concerns for a lady. Oh, more important than working as a medic in the war, saving soldiers lives. That's so insulting. Well, and someone I was talking to everyone, to, to everyone I know. So someone I was talking to as well, who was criticizing Claire's uh, decision to go back to Frank as selfish and, and, you know, we were going back and forth. And then I was like, well, sh- look at her options though. Like what man is going to take her? She's knocked up. She yeah. is a woman not allowed to have a bank account. Not, and like, she's educated. She was a nurse in the war. Like she has skills. And I'm like, and and that was so the mentality back then of like women worked in the factories and they did what they needed to do. And then as soon as the men came home, it was like, oh, was, thanks for no, picking get out. back to the kitchen. Yeah. Like that's what they were expected to do. It was like, yeah, right? you guys held the economy together, the fort together and supplied everything for the war. At the like, effort, Okay, now get back. Helped the, the whole machine. But we don't really actually trust you with any of that. Like it was great that you could do it because we couldn't, and like you did it really, really Pitching well, and like saved our asses. But guess what? We actually don't want you to do it because now mm-hmm. we want to do it, and we feel really threatened by the fact that you maybe did it better than us. <laughs> so like, could you go back to the kitchen and pretend that yeah. you didn't know how to do all that stuff? Okay, sweet, thanks, awesome. Okay, cool. Please don't ask to vote. Well, and like, here's the thing, because this is my thing with even today. Like, like if that's what you want, 
go for it. There's nothing wrong with that. No. But it, you know what I mean? Like it, it, no, but it absolutely. it's the choice that, she, yeah. you know, but anyway. Honestly, so, yeah. If, if, if you, but it was if, like, no, what if she's content to just be home and like, I wish I was like content to go and make my own oat milk and like granola and stuff. Those people, like, <laughs> they're so aesthetically pleasing. Yes. And they're so organized. Yeah. I love that. Go for it. Well, yeah, like, it should be the choice. Oh, right? I remember yeah. there was like that. There was like that scene. Did you ever see the movie like Mona Lisa Smiles or way back in the day with like Julia Stiles was in it? Julia yes. Roberts was in it. Julia, she was the college professor, right? Yes. Julia Stiles then was like doing really, really well, and then and she left school because she wanted well, married. Yeah, to get home to be married yeah. and have yeah. a kid, yeah. and she was like you know, but you're stunting yourself. Like, cause it was in yeah. the, that wave of feminism and she was like, but this is what I want. And, and that's that it, what exactly. it's about. It's, it's about the choice. The choice. Yeah. Like if I want to go out and work, I have that choice. If I want to stay home, I have that choice. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, we love, we love but, that. um, but anyway, so yeah, he's like, you know, just the whole, uh, but I'm sure you were, ha- you know, you're happy to re- resume more important and fitting domestic concerns for a lady with the conclusion of the war and Claire, I just wrote, oh, buddy, the plastic smile on her face right now. She's just she's like, a, she's imagining you dead. <laughs> literally. Oi, oi, oi. He's like, my other husband would have killed you by now. <laughs> literally. It would have been like, bro. And you're like, you're man. lucky you only get this husband. The other right? one. Jamie would have been. But so, um, so, uh, you know, Frank's got his hand on her shoulder and she kind of like takes Frank's hand and just holds it on top of her shoulder. <laughs> and then, like, and then back, she, just, she just, she just, bro, hold me back, Brent. I know I'm like eight and a half months pregnant, but I could take him. I could take, she's like, I do, I could, I know I could, I could do it. Do it. I could take his it. knees out. Do it. <laughs> One good hit. I know where to get him. Yeah, um, the ACL, I just got to go for that, man. I know where to go. Cripple him. <laughs> hey, I could get you, someone get me a skin do. Yeah. I was taught, I know. Angus showed me where to go. This is right um, in the liver. I got it. No, it's kidneys. It. Go to the I've kidneys. I've done it. I've done it before. Um, and so then she just- Real good. Slip looks between at those him. ribs. <laughs> she, she just looks at him and she's like, yes, I'm very happy. <laughs> Woo! And then he goes, of course you are. What woman wouldn't be with the prospect of impending maternal bliss? And then he gets up and starts talking to Frank about work and all that kind of stuff. And you can see, I just wrote, Claire's chest is heaving. Ella, you know, and she's like, <laughs> breathe, just breathe. Take the like, <laughs> smiling, but you know, she's like the rage inside. <laughs> if Jamie was there, you know, he'd be looking at her being like, Oh, I know that look. We in trouble. We in trouble. Um, so then the next scene is um, Claire and Frank leaving. So they're walking in silence because <laughs> Frank doesn't know what the fuck to say. Yeah. <laughs> I can see Jamie being like, Sassnack, do you want me, want me to go hit him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Frank's just like, okay. Um, so they're leaving and he's like, you know, are you, you all right? You're, you're very quiet. And she's just like, I'm fine. And I wrote in brackets. No, she's not. <laughs> She yeah, lies. But it's more, Stay it's again, up. it's like, again, the realization of like, this is her reality. Yeah. Like, and you're like, and so, again, somehow some point, it feels how do you more fight it? stunted. Yeah. It almost feels like she had more freedom back in the 1800s mm-hmm. or in the 18th century. I always do that. Back in the 18th, 18th century, it was almost like she had yeah. more freedom and autonomy, it, sort of in, in, a in different way. ways. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, so that was Dean Jackass for us. And then, 
Now it cuts back to back to Jamie in the abandoned farmhouse, and he's calling out for Myrta. And he's like, Myrta, Myrta. And then Rupert comes over and he's like, he's like, no, I like, I haven't, I haven't seen him. And then, you know, he calls out to people like, has anyone seen Myrta Fitzgibbons Fraser? And they're like, no, I haven't seen him since we were on the field. I have no idea where he is. And then, and then as they're standing there, in enters a whole bunch of redcoats. Uh oh. Well, shit. We knew this was coming, but it still sucks. And so there's this one man that introduces himself as like, you know, I am Lord Melton. And then Rupert stands and goes, I'm Rupert Mackenzie of Leoc. Um, you know, and others late of the forces of his majesty, King James. And then, you know, Melton explains that basically he's been ordered by King George to execute any man found to have engaged um, in the recent treasonous rebellion. And he's like, you know, does any, does any man here claim innocence of this? Ooh. Does anyone wish to claim innocence? And then Rupert goes, no, my Lord, traitors all. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, shall we be hanged then? And then Lord Melton was like, says like, um, no, you will be shot like soldiers. And okay. then Rupert says, honestly, that'd be my preferred method. The whole hanging thing where sometimes like it doesn't work awful. and then you just stretch your neck well, out and, and slowly like, suffocate. Like, and Jamie's ew. probably lying there having freaking flashbacks to that other time he was time he almost hanged. Literally like had the noose around his neck. Jesus. Boy, really like to, to put him through the struggle bus. Um, and so he's like, Rupert's like, thank you, my Lord. And Jamie is lying down in like a stall and he's listening. So you can hear he like knows what's happening. Um, and now Lord Melton, and so then Lord Melton says like, okay, you have an hour to prepare yourselves. If any of you wish to write letters or anything to family, like my clerk will assist you. Um, so, you know, if you want to pen some goodbye letters, my clerk will assist you. So now we cut forward to, we're back with Claire in Boston and it's like the morning, it's like the morning time. And she's, cl- she's like cooking like bacon and eggs in the kitchen. She's figured out how to get that stove work to how to get the stove to light. Okay. That's progress. Um, so she's, you know, she's cooking breakfast and then she looks out like their window of their little kitchen. And there's like this bird that's sitting on the windowsill that like catches her eye and it starts chirping. And as it's, and as it's chirping, she's sitting there smiling, listening to the dog, the dog, the, the bird, like, chirping and singing to her and she kind of like has this little smile and we hear jamie and claire's like theme music as this starts to play um so and then it flies away and then she looks really sad (laughs) flew away so like the bird was talking to her and then frank enters you know, and Frank's like, you know, after years of rationing through the war, like I'll never get tired of the smell of bacon and eggs and da 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 da. And then, you know, he asks her like, oh, did you sleep well? And she's like, uh, not really. Kind of hard to get comfortable these days. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's big. She's got a big beach ball in front of her. Um, so, and then he's like, oh, let me help you with that. Cause the kettle goes off. So he starts making the tea and then he like holds up the tea bags and he's just like, I still think these are an abomination. So <laughs> very offended by tea bags. Um, and Claire's like, oh, well, you know, like that's how they drink it here. And he's like, it doesn't even smell like tea after weeks of sitting in these little paper diapers. <laughs> Not a fan of tea bags. And Claire's kind that's of smiling. 
And then Claire's like, um, well, there is coffee if you'd rather. And then Frank's like, I mean, why change something that works so perfectly well? Like you just scoop it and you do this. Like, is that so hard? And then, you know, she's like, I guess not. And then he's like, I'm not sure I'll ever understand the American obsession with the new. Um, and now they're like sitting at the table eating their bacon and eggs and then Claire's like, well, you know, that's one of the reasons I like this country. It's young, it's eager, constantly looking towards the future. And then she's like, you know, I, I've been thinking, like, I, I kind of like to apply for citizenship. And he's like, oh, really? And she's like, well, you know, I've lived all over the world and I've really never, like, had a strong attachment to England. Um, and I, I want our child, uh, I want our child to have a real home. And then Frank is like, standing i think he stands to like do something in the kitchen so now he's like standing behind her and he like puts his hand on his shoulder and he's like our child because she said our child so he's like mm. happy so then he goes to touch her belly oh boy does she flinch and like pull away mm. so she's not quite ready and then he, so he's like okay don't touchy touchy fingers away and like you know, sits down next to her. And at this point you can tell he's a little passive aggressive annoyed. And he's like, well, since when were you never attached to England? Can you walk away from your heritage so easily? And then he starts listing British things. He's like this and this and the Tudors and the Stuarts. And she majorly reacts to the word Stuart. She's like, yeah, I know them. She's like words you cannot say (laughs) flogging and Stuarts. Like, I got some real words. issues with one of them, and uh, I'd these rather are, not. These are words that are off limits. Even her last name is Randall. Like, yeah, trigger, trigger, trigger. trigger. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I'm, I can't. No, but you know, so he starts listing all of these things, and he's like, you know, these are all things I fought a war for, and I was like, okay, okay. Well, you pulled her out of there, dude. So like, calm she was your a britches part of the down. War too, bro. Yeah, but anyway. So, and she, and then she's like, it's just something I I want to do. And he's like, well, there's no need. My employment provides us both with residency indefinitely. And then she's like, that's, that's not what this is about. And he goes, and then he's like, no, that's not what this is about. And then he goes to like grab her hand, like to put his hand on her hand and she pulls away and he goes, it's about that. And I was like, and he goes, he goes, a wife who won't let me touch her. And he's like, admit it. You're using this pregnancy to keep me at a distance. You have retreated further and further into your shell since we got here. And this is where Claire's like, I'm sorry. And then she like gets up from the table and he's like, don't walk away, Claire. It's time we dealt with this like adults. And Claire's like walking into the living room now. And she's like, also, bro, like fighting with the pregnant woman is never going to go well. Don't do it. Jamie tried and we didn't like it then either. We didn't like it then either. And, um, so she walks and he goes like, you know, don't walk away. It's time we dealt with this like adults. And she goes, as opposed to the way I'm dealing with it. And I'm like, the way, the way she flips that. And he goes, stop, stop, please stop and talk with me. Like they're in the living room now. And then she's like, and say what, Frank? Like what? Is, and she's like cry yelling at this point. She's like, what is it that you want from me? And then this is when he, and then he says, I want to know when you're going to come back from the fucking past. And then she said, you asked me to leave behind everything that truly mattered to me. And yet it's fine for you to go about on, to go about, um, on about like the things that you've missed in the good old days. 
She's like, mm. never talk about the past. That was the bargain. And I've kept that bargain to the letter. And then he was like, no, the bargain was that we raise this baby together, our child. It hasn't even been born yet. And you will not let me in, let alone touch you, God forbid. And then this is where I feel like maybe she's picking a fight a little bit because it's easier, but I also get where she's coming from. And then she goes, this is where she's like, is it sex? Is that what this is about? Um, you need a good, <laughs> oh, Claire, she escalates this so quick. Um, she's like, you know, you need a good fuck and can't find one. Well, I hear there's some lovely girls at Radcliffe who would just die over your English accent. Ooh, and okay. Then, and Low then, blow there. And then Frank goes, well, I'm not the one who's been fucking other people. <gasps> and then. And too then, far. Too far. You too went too far. far. Too far. And then this is where she. I know she was going too far, but you went way too far. You went way over the cliff. That was, that was, you went from like here to like. To like and, this, and then she picks up an ashtray and throws it at his head. You know what? Fair. I might've done that too. I was eight and a half months pregnant and you want to say that to me? Like, I don't condone violence, but talk about bringing up things from the past. Yeah. You're going to throw that in her face. She just goes, ah, and she throws it at his head. And you can't be surprised. I mean, that's Claire. And then he, and then he ducks and then they stare at each other in silence both being like, oh, this escalated. And then he puts his coat on and like Claire, the chin acting is out. Like Katrina's chin acting, like it's on, like, you know what I mean? Like that angry yeah. chin acting is out. And so then Frank like goes to leave and he goes, he goes, I didn't force this bargain on you, Claire. I didn't force you to come to Boston and I'm not forcing you to stay. And part of me is like, Easy for you to say now that she's like eight and a half months prego and in a in different Boston. country. Yeah, I get what he's. Um, I get what he's saying, but I also that rubbed me the wrong way. Um, you know, and she's like, I never thought otherwise. And he's like, go or stay. But Why is it sometimes when people tell you that they're not forcing you to do something, suddenly you're like, wait, are you forcing me to do it? <laughs> I don't know why. It's one of those things. that's like when you're like, oh, I'm not forcing you to come with me, and then you're like, wait. Are you forcing? I don't know why when you say it, because then I'm like, wait, it do makes you it think feel, you're forcing me? Yeah, it makes it feel weird. Yeah, I'm like, why did you have to say that? Because now I'm wondering if you are forcing me. Because now I'm suspicious. Suspicious, yeah. It's like one of those things that it's like, you. yeah, you shouldn't have to tell me that you're well, not forcing me to do this. But also things. the whole thing, too, of he was like, she was like, okay, I'll agree to your terms. And then he's like, okay, and I got this offer in Boston, yeah. and I think that we should go. And like, she's not really in the position to be like, no. no but like that's what and I mean. then like, she's also like okay we're starting over he's like i don't want you looking for him i don't want yeah. you looking through the past like leave it all behind and she's like that yeah. and he's like that's the deal and she's like yeah okay i, I just it, it, i always rubs me the wrong way when someone says that like, but so he so then so then he says go or or stay but do it but do it because it's what you really want to do. And then he leaves. And again, and again, it's one of those things I'm like, oh, okay, it's easy for you for to you say to that say, as she's yeah. like eight and a half months pregnant. Like, what is she supposed to do? I don't know. And again, I know she's a smart, capable woman. And like, she, but what do you do? It, like, it's you just, oof, it's just fucked. Like, it's fucked. Yeah. Like, they both knew what they were getting into. He and knew what he was getting into. Again, and he's pissed that she's not letting him yeah. touch yeah. her yet. Yeah. Also, again, 
you have to look at it like she could probably manage it for herself, but she's not think it's not what she wants. It's what her child wants. That's a totally different perspective that anybody's going to be in. Any yeah. parent is, it's, you're going to make a different choice from doing what you want. No, no, no. You're a parent now. You don't do what you want. You do what's mm. best for your child. Those are two different decisions. Good if it point. was her, a thousand percent, she probably wouldn't stay in Boston. She wouldn't be there, but it's yeah. not just her. And so you can't say, oh, well, she's a capable woman. She could make it. Yeah, probably if it was just her. But there's a newborn child, and she knows she's never going to give them the life that Frank would. Yeah. So I know you can't just do what you want, right? And it's like, and I under, and I feel for Frank a little bit too because it's like he loves her, he wants to raise this baby, and I don't think for him, I don't think it's about the sex in that moment. I think she was picking a little bit of a fight there. I think he wants to be able to touch her, touch her belly. He wants to pretend it's his. Ready for that though. No, but he wants to pretend it's his kid and he wants to be excited and feel like it's, you know, yeah. he's getting everything he wants and it's his wife, right? And he doesn't yeah. right now. So and I get, I couldn't she, see and, that. And I would imagine that would be hard, but then also understand she's not, she's not at that point yet. Yeah. Like, well, and who wants, like, I feel like he's when you're not pregnant, like, you don't want anyone touching you first. No, no. <laughs> like, he's also alone. Yeah, he's probably also just frustrated where he wants to, like, forget that it happened, but he can't because she can't forget, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, I just yeah, want to yeah. move on. And so he's like, he's like, I want to know when you're going to come back from the past. And she's like, I, yeah. it, I'm doing everything yeah. I possibly can to forget that. Like, yeah. Whereas he probably just wants to be like, can we please just be good? Like, I want to forgive you. I want to be done with this. And yet we can't. Like, that's probably she also probably, frustrating. She probably wants to, too. But it's too, just but like, you can't yeah, just, like, yeah. magically erase those two yeah. and a half years but, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So, but again, I think it's like, they are both culpable. Like, I yeah, don't, for she's sure. not manipulating no. him. He went in eyes open. And I think yeah. he's frustrated that it's not playing out the way that he wanted it to. Yeah. Um, which again like fair i get that he's trying right and like he's gonna be frustrated because he just wants yeah this life and he thought he was providing it and then i'm sure it's probably also hard for him to see that she's suffering when he's like am i not good enough and like i can't provide and i can't be what she wants like sure that's also frustrating right for a kid he probably definitely told himself that like oh once we get to boston she'll be fine she'll forget about this yeah it's not really that like she little do you know frank the dude that she left behind was not just an average dude. She's having a hard time letting it yeah. go. Um, but anyway, so he says, like, go or stay, but do it because you really want. Which, again, I'm like, I feel like at eight and a half months pregnant, she's really not in the position to just, like, up and leave in this moment. But, no. okay. Because um, even when she says, I want to file for citizenship, like, I feel like she needs his permission to do that. Probably. Um, but anyway, so he storms out and leaves, and she starts crying and it's great it's great just marital vibes we're having fun again we're having fun so now fun it's good times right um great uplifting times always so uplifting and then um now we're back with jamie and rupert so they've started doing the executions like we can hear like every now and then like a gunshot going off in the back so you know like that's an execution it's like the soundtrack to the scene um and rupert and jamie can like hear the shots and oh there's these two young guys that are probably like 15 16 teenagers and and rupert's trying to advocate like uh for an exception for them like they're just lads like and then the guy's like you know i'm sorry no exceptions are to be made on account of age like 
So then Rupert looks at them and says, all right, chin up lads. And they go, and there's like a clerk. So every, before they go out back to get shot, they go to stop at the clerk and give their full name for like mm. the records, to the clerk, and they go and then, blah, blah, blah. so then the random dude that I, I don't know his name, kneels next to Jamie and is like, you know, do you want me to write a letter for you, Jamie, you know, for your family perhaps? And, and Jamie's like very faintly. He's like, no, no. Oh, I think his name is Gordon. Gordon. And he's like, no, let it be. And then he says to him, you know, like, what about, what about Claire? Like, do you want me to like write something for Claire? And then Jamie's just like, she's gone. Yeah, she is. She's gone. Um, And then Lord Melton is saying, you know, any man wish to be next. And this is where Gordon volunteers. And then he says, and then, you know, he says goodbye, Jamie. And Jamie says, Tim, I'll see you again soon. And then he goes away and then Rupert now kneels, now Rupert kneels beside Jamie um, and is like, oh, I'm glad you're awake. <laughs> One of your lucid moments. So he's clearly like in and out of okay. consciousness. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, you know, he goes, I didn't want to say where, farewell to you while you snored in your sleep. <laughs> and Jamie's like, you always snored louder than any man I ever heard. He's almost, and it's interesting. He's almost like he, no, it's almost like he's slurring his words a little bit too. Well, yeah, he's shock is kind of like being drunk. Yeah, well, and it's just like it's been well over twenty four hours at this point. Yeah. Like again, I don't know. How, he's dehydrated. He's I don't know how he shock. hasn't bled out. I really don't know how he hasn't bled out. Like yeah. he's just not doing great. Probably fatigued. Um, and then Rupert's like, you know, well, folk, folk always blamed me for it, but Angus was the one that snored. And then Jamie lets out this like really pitiful half of a laugh. And then uh, Rupert's Angus. like, and then Rupert I'm says, about that. I liked Angus. No. And then Rupert says, it'll be good to see, it'll be good to see him again. And then Jamie says, oh. it'll be good to see the two of you together again. Again, like really like drunkenly slurring almost. Um, and then Rupert grabs his hand and then he says, I'm not saying I forgive you for Dougal, but I'll not go to my grave hating you for it either. And then he says, the Lord will, the Lord will judge us both. And I trust in his mercy. And then he says, farewell, Jamie. Um, and mm. they like say farewell to each other. And then Rupert goes, who the hell is going to be left in this show? Right. I know. And Jeez then Louise. Lord Melton comes in and is like, does any man wish to be next? And then Rupert says, ah, you know, I, and then Jamie and Rupert look at each other and Rupert gets up and gives his name and goes out back. And then there's a focus on Jamie's face and his, his reaction here. And then we hear the gunshot and oh. Jamie knows, okay, like Rupert just died. And so Hi, Rupert. Jamie died is like, Angus for us. Right. And so now Jamie's like teary. So Jamie's like teary eyed. I'm like, how do you he- have any water in your body to cry, bro? Like you must yeah. be like, huh. And then he says something. And so then he whispers something in Gaelic and I'm, Gallic, and I'm assuming it's some sort of like a blessing or a goodbye mm. to Rupert or whatever. Um, so now, flash forward again. So now we're back in in Boston, and it's nighttime, and we're with Frank. So Frank's sleeping on the couch. <laughs> that works for me. I'm good with that. Um, and he uh, can't sleep. Look, he, even the show just kicked him out of the bed. Yeah. <laughs> Even they were like, nah, he, he you're doesn't make the not cut. in the bed. Uh, um, you're out. You're out. And so then 
so he's sleeping on, so he's on the couch but he you know can't sleep it's like if you ever tried to sleep on the couch like downstairs and you can hear every damn noise you hear the yeah. clock ticking and the the faucet dripping and the like every single noise and so finally he like can't sleep and he just gets up and sits at his desk and he starts writing a letter to the reverend and we can hear through voiceover that he's basically asking the reverend to research an 18th century highlander who fought in the battle of Culloden named james fraser um and then as he's doing that claire comes downstairs and he's like oh hi and then she's just like frank and he's like why what's wrong and she's like her water broke mm-hmm. yep well she says my waters have broken waters that's so such a british, british thing yeah. idiom waters have broken um and he's like oh okay i'll, I'll go get the car she's like okay cool <laughs> yeah good yep sounds great she's like the last time this happened it went really awfully so yeah like, if we could not do if that we could again. not do that um so now we flash back to 1746 so we're back in like this farmhouse and so now we have lord melton and his like assistant guy basically saying like okay all those that can walk have been executed so all the ambulatory have been executed and then he goes you know you know we'll have to carry the rest out like on stretchers or whatever and then the guy goes are they to be shot lying down and lord melton looks offended and he goes prop them up certainly good lord and then he's like no man in the king's custody but shall be shot lying down on my watch he's like so offended he's like we will not shoot men lying down the way we murder people is gonna be respectful prop them up up before we shoot them dignity right um so then lord melton speaks to the men and he goes any would any man wish to go first and then jamie's like i let's get this over with and then um the cl- and so then the clerk says to him so jamie's like still lying down and the clerk says to him like name and then jamie's like james alexander michael no michael <gasps> what's wrong with me malcolm james alexander malcolm mackenzie fraser of brock Turok. and then lord melton's ears perk up and he goes fraser and then he goes, are you the Jacobite known as Red Jamie? And Jamie's like, oh, well, some of my enemies have... My favorite is, like, Jamie is, like, no effing energy. Like, everything <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, saying, I don't he's, care like, anymore. he's like, well, you know, my some of my enemies have called me that. And then Lord Melton's like, God's blood. And then he goes, okay, any other man wish to go first? So he's like, okay, you're not going first. And he goes over to Jamie. He's like, does the name John Gray mean anything to you? And Jamie's like barely holding on to consciousness right now. And then he's like, John William Gray, do you know that name? And he goes, either shoot me or go away. But he says, he's like, I'm done with this. He says it like the go away is like pleading. Like it's really sad. He's like, either shoot me or go away. He's like, this has been a really long three days. Like I just, I'm really over this. Let me just slip you know like i've been off. dealing with the like, prince i've been dealing with so this done stupid with war i'm done i just like it. sent like, the love of my life like, through some stones like it's been child. a lot i just I'm really done. i'm done i killed it's my mortal Adam, enemy like i'm kind of over everything you've lied on top of me for hours <laughs> it was great um, times was and then bonding. and then he goes and then lord melon keeps going he was like near no near coriaric a boy of about 16 and then this is where Jamie goes, ah, yes. You know, he tried to kill me while I was taking a pish. Recall I broke his arm. 
So you're f- remembering <laughs> yes, this? Yes, I do. Yeah, okay. in the right. in the barn. Yeah. Yes. Right. And he goes, he's my brother. You know, he told me all. He told me all about you know the situation. And he made a pro- he made you a promise. And then Jamie goes, he promised to kill me. <laughs> I don't mind if you do it for him. <laughs> Even as he's dying, <laughs> and then, um, and then Lord Melton says, like you know, he he said he owed you a debt of honor, um, and so then he goes over and talks to his his assistant, and he's like, oh, we're in a sticky situation, basically. He's like, this is this is Red Jamie, you know, the king would really be pleased to have like such a prisoner, um, you know, we haven't found Prince Charles yet, but a few like well known Jacobites should appease the crowd at tower hill and so his assistant i think his name's wallace he's like you know shall i send a message to the king and he's like no 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 he's like we can't he's like i can't do that you know a debt of a debt of honor upon my there's a debt of honor upon my family so i can't even i can't even shoot the bastard not without discrediting my brother's sworn word (laughs) and then jamie looking pretty bad just over from the distance chimes in i will not tell if you did (laughs) a He's like, he's like, can you just let, let me go? I'm done. Let me die. Let me die. And then arguing of how you're going to get me killed is the, done with it. The Wallace guy is like, well, perhaps we could shoot him under an alias. And we're like, oh, shit. Did they kill Jamie under another name? Like, no, oh, they no. It's and okay. then Melton ponders this. And then Guess goes, what, Stacey? It's okay. Jamie's still alive. Is it's he? Yes. How do you know? Um, <laughs> I'm magic. I'm magic. Imagine season Not even four, a witch just five. magic. Imagine, imagine season four and five is just like without him. Without Jamie. Just like, well, this. No, I do not like this ending. I love you a lot, but you wouldn't watch this show with Jamie. <laughs> I've always said Jamie or Claire is out, is gone. Like, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One of them is gone. I'm done. Um, but so then Lord Melton <laughs> ponders this and he goes like, um, you know, he says basically like, okay, it'll be dark in a few hours. Um, continue with the executions, then basically find a wagon and find a, and find, pick a driver, someone discreet. And by that, I mean someone that's like willing to accept a bribe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the guy's like, okay, yes, my Lord. And what about the prisoner? And then Lord Melton says, what about him? He's too weak to crawl, let alone run. He's not going to go anywhere. And then Jamie's like, I don't want to go anywhere. I just want to be shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my poor boy. Um, and then while like the assistant looks at Lord Melton like raving, like he's crazy. I'm like, no, r- crazy. I think he's just been through a hell of a trauma yeah. and is on his last leg and it's just over. Like he's really trying hard to die. And he's like, I don't want to go to another prison. He's like, Do you know how many prisons I've been I've in? Been to? I don't want to do it again. Just, There's well, been like six the, of them. Well, and like the huge thing here too is like the only reason he I think he was able to even mentally survive will, saying yeah, goodbye to Claire. Cool. Is because he's, he's like, I'm going to go die yeah. in this battle. Like, I yeah, don't it'll want... It'll be done. I don't done. have to deal with it. After, like, 12 hours, it's over. I don't mm-hmm. have to ever deal with it. Now he's like, oh, just... no, I have to deal with it. And he's just like, oh, my goodness. So then... So he's, like, raving. And then Lord Melton says, like, I, I doubt he'll live through the journey, but at least his death won't be on my head or my family. And then Jamie's, like, passed out again. And the guy's like, yes, my lord. Uh, where are we? Where are we going to send him? And then it cuts to, okay, it's now dusk and there's like a wagon and guys driving a wagon and Jamie's in the back being jostled around. And it also, ow, like he must be like, 
in pain. And I think the only thing numbing him is that there's been so much blood loss that he's like semi-conscious, but he still doesn't like he's being like jostled oh, yeah. around in the oh, wagon, yeah. right? He's so not I feeling imagine good. Oh. he's not feeling great. Like at no. all. No, he wouldn't be having a good time. Um, no, it no, looks no, no. rough. And now we can see that it's like the sun, the sun is, so now it's the sun up. So clearly they've been like riding throughout the whole night. Um, and then now we can see it goes into Jamie and Jamie looks at, um, oh, and Jamie like looks up at the sky and like lets out like this like grunt of pain. And then it, <laughs> this transition kills me. It's like Jamie lets out this like, oh, grunt right of into pain, Claire. and then it cuts right into Claire letting out a grunt of pain because she's labor. in labor. <laughs> and I'm like, <sighs> this transition, though, right? So now she's she's letting out a grunt of pain in labor with their child. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, interesting transition choice. Oh well, um, the connection, you know, brings it together. Connected in pain. Um, and so she's in like in the bed, like Frank's by her side, you know, trying to comfort her, you know, mm-hmm. it'll, you know, it'll be okay. And she's like, no, it's fine. Like this is, this is perfectly normal, but like, she's just like in pain or whatever. And then she looks at him and she goes like, she's like, I'm, I'm glad I missed you with that ashtray. And then, <laughs> and then he's like, like glad I didn't crack your skull I'm open. Glad I didn't crack your skull. And then he's like, oh, your aim was spot on. It was my cat like reflexes that saved me. And they're like, Try, like again they're trying right yeah. and like he's like you're in labor right now like yeah i'm, I'm gonna, gonna let that here. go <laughs> just gonna be here and then this doctor i wrote dr thor that's so not right Thor. Doc- but i wrote thorn. t-h-o-r-e thorn maybe it's dr thorn oh, thorn that sounds more like a doctor that, i think his name is doctor so he enters and he's like Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Randall. And he's like barely looking at them. He's like looking at the chart. He's like, I'm Dr. Thorne. I'll be your attending physician today. And they're like, where's Dr. Bell? And he's like, so clearly this isn't the doctor they were expecting. And they're oh. Like, oh, he's unavailable right now. I left a message with his service. I'll take care of you. And then Dr. <laughs> Dr. Thorne says, he goes, stay calm. Oh, hold on. Let me make sure this is right. 17. Yes. Um, he's like, you know, stay calm, do as, exactly as I tell you to do when I tell you. There's no reason to panic. And Claire, very calmly, just like in a lot of pain, is like, I'm not panicking. I, and he just, yeah. cuts, he just cuts her off and then looks at Frank, doesn't even talk oh, to Claire, looks no. at Frank and goes, how far apart are her contractions? And Frank's like, um, I, I'm not sure. And Claire's like, three minutes. And again, talking to Franco's first child, and Frank says yes. Claire says no. Um, and then, does Frank know that? And it's like oh. awkward. And then she goes, "I had a miscarriage about a year ago." For she must be just saying it's got to be more than a year ago because yeah, it's way more than because it was more than three months from when they left Paris after losing Faith to yeah. to the battle so it's yeah. been well more than a year but again with these timelines we just Who let knows? it go so so because they both say yes and no at the same time and then the doctor looks and is like uh and she's like i had a miscarriage about a year ago um and frank's like of course um and then doctor i think it's thorn goes well that does complicate things a bit higher risk factors for both mother and child well, I think it's time we got your wife into delivery, Mr. Randall. Give her a kiss. Oh, my, t- my, you could tell, like, my, I, I was just so Pam tired getting- of writing at this point because I wrote, I wrote, give her a kill. 
and I'll be back. <laughs> give her a Don't give kiss. her a kill. Don't give her a kill. Um, and he goes, you know, give her a kiss and I'll take charge of him from here. You'll be fine. And I think I, and I wrote here, I legit said, fuck off out loud. <laughs> he goes, give her a kiss. You'll be fine. I'm like, oh, F off. Um, so then the doctor leaves and then it's just Frank and Claire for a second. And Claire's like, sorry, I didn't tell you about the miscarriage. And she's like, <laughs> and then, um, Frank's like, oh, none of that matters now. Just promise me one thing. And he goes, try not to throw an ashtray at that doctor. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, see, please don't kill your dentist. And I'm like, see, even Frank knows this doctor's a dick. <laughs> okay, that and was the- a redeeming line from Frank. And then they both chuckle. And Claire's like, I can't promise that. And then she has another contraction. And she's like, bah. And then Frank's like, oh, I wish I could be there. And then Claire's like, no, you don't. Trust me. And then the orderlies come to like take her and put her in the wheelchair. And then he's like, I'll be waiting. Like no matter, no matter how long, like I'll be waiting. And then the doctor comes back in and goes, off you go, Mr. Randall. The father's waiting room is down the hall and to the left. And then he looks at Claire and he's like, Claire, I love you. And she like looks at him and like smiles and then gets in the, but she she still can't say it back. She can't say it back. But she like smiles and nods and like gets into the chair as she's like, sweating it in labor um and then frank leaves so now we're in the delivery room okay and there's lots of moaning and painful grunts from claire yeah right and then um dr thorne says like don't worry mrs randall you won't feel a thing and when you wake up you'll be a mother and she's like wait i I don't i don't want to be put under and he and he's like oh you know all all is well you needn't worry your pretty little head about anything and then claire's what? like and then claire's like please don't tell me what i need i'm perfectly capable of deciding how i want my baby to be delivered yeah and then a nurse a male nurse comes over and injects her anyway and she's like oh what's that and he's like just a little something and then he goes good night mrs randall leave everything to us and she's like starting to pass out she's just at the last thing she says is she goes you bastard and then she like passes out i know Brittany's jaw is dropped right now isn't that awful isn't that absolutely awful that's like absolutely no autonomy or choice oh my god at all like we're just and i feel like this was something that actually happened it was called like um not sundowning but something like um but yeah like just no no autonomy no choice like don't worry you're like pretty little head you You know know what you need right and she's like she's like meanwhile i have effing delivered babies yeah um oh something called like maybe it was called like the twilight sleep maybe it was like the way some women gave birth um, where they just decide, yeah, we're going to like knock you out, which therefore means she can't push. Yeah. So is it C-section? I don't know. What are they um, I don't want to know. I don't want to know what they did to women back then. Right. It was awful. <sighs> and it must've been a lot to like knock them out. I think it was called twilight, twilight sleep, maybe. Who were used, provided pain relief, and erased the memory of birth altogether. Yikes. I wouldn't like that. No. And it's like she doesn't want it at all. Oh, great. I'm reading something online about it. And it was like the dangers had severe side effects of the drugs were used as cited as reasons why it could not be used. Oh, wait. Anyway, seems like this started in Germany. Anyway, 
So she definitely, that's not what she wanted, like, at all. No. And I love how the last thing out of her mouth as she's, like, going is, like, is, like, you bastard. (laughs) She's, like, F you. Um, The way he just looks at her goes, good night, Mrs. Randall. And you're, like, you jerk face. So anyway, um, and she, like, passes out. So now, cut to transition, Jamie in the wagon semi-conscious sort of again there is still blood seeping through his kid like pooling Mm. how how is he not dead bless um and then so then at this point we can hear we hear jenny's voice and we can like see jenny she's like calling and she's like leaning over him over the over the wagon and she's like calling his name and i just wrote he's very pale at this point and like wheezing or whatever and then Jenny's like leaning, leaning over him and, and Ian's right there. And it's like, Jamie, Jamie, can you speak? And then um, he looks at Jamie or he looks at Jenny and like has like a small, small smile. And then again, in this really weak, like voice is just like, and it's kind of slurry drunk voice of like, am I dead? Mm. <laughs> Which I mean, naturally he's Fair like, question. is this my heaven? Am I seeing everyone? Like, am I dead? Yeah. And then she goes like, you know, you've come home and he's like, so perplexed and then he just says like lally brock and then you go we can see jenny and ian are leaning over the wagon like looking at him or whatever um um and then and and now we cut to we're back with claire and claire's just kind of coming to she's like waking up and like immediately is like disoriented and she immediately like clutches her stomach to notice like Mm. baby's gone in her stomach and immediately bringing flashes of faith right where she's immediately like where's my baby where's my baby she starts getting panicky and the nurse comes in and it's like oh you're oh you're awake and she's like where's my baby where's my baby is it dead and then she's like oh oh oh, no and then frank walks in and frank's holding the baby um and um he's like you know it's it's all right here here she is here she is and she gives and he gives the baby to to brie and brie's holding no, to Claire. Or Claire's holding the baby. Brie, and then Frank's yeah. like, you know, she's beautiful. It's a baby girl. And, and Claire's like holding her and like rocking her and talking to her. And I was like, oh, also very big baby for a newborn. Mm. <laughs> That's a big head. <laughs> yeah. um, and then, um, and then she's like, oh, just, she's like, oh, you're so beautiful. Like talking to her. And Frank's like, just like her mother. And then they kiss again, like the afterglow of like yeah, yeah. birth or whatever. And then they kiss and Frank's got tears. And then Claire's like, you know what? I've, I've been so horrid to you. And Frank's like, this, this is all that matters. Like we're, we're going to be all right. Like we're going to be all right. And Claire's like, maybe, maybe this really can be a, be a new beginning. And then Frank's like, yes, yes, let's make it so. And then they're like, he like, they like, he kisses her again. And then, you know, they're like looking at the baby and then, the ner- another nurse enters and puts like water on the bedside table and is like, Oh, what a beautiful little angel. And then she looks at her and goes, where'd she get the red hair? Uh, yeah. And then they're both like mo- moment ruined. <laughs> and then <laughs> episode ends. <laughs> just like, that's fair. Just like, Oh, where'd she get the, where'd she get the red hair? She got it from well, her dada. She got it from her father. She got yeah, it she from did. her father. Um, and then end of episode. <laughs> boom. Boom, boom. So 
that is the that is the finale or i mean the premiere the premiere there we go and oh my gosh we're only at an hour and like 25 minutes and go. i think i good succeeded job. in taking slightly briefer notes good job I mean, proud of you still a lot of pages but i think That's it was a bit briefer you did great. um so what are your what are your thoughts on that is that i liked it better than season two one whatever 2.1 no it was season two the way that season two opened where that's what i'm trying to say season two episode one i liked it better than that Mm. well because at this point again like we know okay there's been 20 years yeah we and it's interesting because the way that they end season two we see the okay it's been 20 years breeze it she finds out he's still alive Right. And then now it's going back and like filling yeah. in that, that. Yeah. So huh. we get to see Claude. Well, and also because it's like there's been such a buildup to Culloden in season two. It mm-hmm. would be kind of meh to just. If you never saw the battle. Yeah. Gloss right over it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we f- did see Culloden. We saw the NRIP uh, uh, Rupert. Um, and, uh, we know we can be confident that Blackjack is gone and that's, yeah. that is the end of him. Oh, um, so bye. Bye. Um, bye. Um, it was fun. No, it wasn't. Take care. <laughs> bye. See you and later. then Please Prince, Prince Charles, uh, just scurried off. Cause we know from history that he escaped and went to an island or something and just chilled for a bit there we go that's fun just ran oh, away wait, didn't napoleon do, do that too with his syphilis he was just like on an island for the last like, years. bye Peace. was he in prison on an island i can't remember i'm pretty sure he was I just like no on him in a mansion and on an in an island and he like went crazy from syphilis brain i'm pretty sure that was potentially napoleon. that is a very real possibility um but yeah so what are any thoughts what are your thoughts what are your feelings i liked it Mm -hmm. i don't really have predictions we don't got enough yet we're just filling in some yeah but i liked it fair yeah it wasn't no new information this is we're just building the picture of stuff we already knew like we were filling in the back that we knew that she they stayed in boston she had the baby we knew that jane like the reveal of jamie living that already came through so like so we're getting to see it they're like filling yeah we're getting yeah but i feel like i'm in the same amount of information as i had before mm-hmm. but i i liked i liked this opening see this it leaves me with a lot of questions and intrigue but not frustrating yeah i liked it I liked kind of this. like okay where are we going so it's kind of becoming yeah. clear that like okay that 20 year mm-hmm. gap we're gonna start to get some pieces bits of it filled in um, perhaps on yeah. both sides here we right? go these yeah. like two alternating timelines yeah. um because, yeah, in the uh, it's interesting because in the book, these are the first chapters that we get. That are Jamie's, right? Mo- I mean, I think there's one brief one in, like, book two. very, But most of it is, like, anything we find out about Jamie is, like, through Claire. Because Claire's right. there, right? Yeah. So, like, they're not together. So, like, he has to have his own chapters, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, and like I said, he's parts of it where he's kind of witty. <laughs> he's just, like, <laughs> he's trying real hard to die. Like, he just... It's like, she just wants to be done. I'm just like, sign me out. I'm over it. My, I did my part. My child and my wife are gone. 
just, we've lost. Everything's gone to shit. I just. Can I please go away? Please <laughs> let me die. Um, so yeah, so a little too early for you to try to predict where we're going. Because again, we know where we end up ultimately, yeah. but it's it's kind of filling filling yeah. in these gaps. These And these yeah, and just with no new characters or information, it's hard to kind of make guesses. Yeah. But Well, and for Jamie, that's all, that's the extent to what we knew, right? Mm-hmm. So we found out at the yeah. end of two that he survived, that yeah. there was one guy, like there was all these wounded and they were all executed and shot, but we know that there was one Fraser from mm-hmm. the Master of Love at Re- Resident, Regiment that m- must have gotten away and it was a James Fraser. Um, so that's kind of, that's actually all we really know at this yeah. point. Yeah. Um, and that's what we've seen, but I think it's safe to say more information will be provided. provided. Um, trust that. Okay. So how do we do the bed? Because there's, okay, we got to make a decision from here and out for the next little bit. My animal is <laughs> so much um and uh i don't know if y'all heard that um but yeah like okay so for the next bit when we're doing the where are they in the bedroom are we doing them separate in separate timelines or are we gonna do them no we'll do them in one we've always always done them we've always right so it's so weird because we've got like 1948 claire and then and it's, well, and no, this is, I, this this is, is our way to make them together. This is our yeah, way to have yeah. them together. No, okay, where is, are we placing it? Where is it? Or just a room in? No, it's their Boston apartment. Okay, so Jamie, you're gonna time travel. Yep, come see this apartment. Yeah, okay, it's following Claire. She's pregnant. So, she doesn't have to hop around. I'm trying to think of to extraneous. Okay, so uh, everyone's dead. Blackjack, bye. Don't even worry about him. R.I.P. Rupert. Yep. Oh, the other dude, Lord Melton. How do we? He, 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 he was the one. He was the guy's brother. He was John Gray's brother. So Ooh, it was the one that, like, him. he's walking around outside somewhere. Just sure, yeah, sure, just doing his yeah. thing. Yeah, um, he can do whatever he wants. Don't, don't the, the generals probably they're dead, are right? dead or hightailed it off with the prince. Yeah. Um, I mean, Jenny and Ian. I guess we're in this episode at the very end. Oh, okay. So the bed's just going to be Jamie, Claire, Brie. Ba- baby Brie this time. Baby Brie. So they're just back in the bed, but Brie's a baby. Oh. And we'll just keep Ian and Jenny. This is my fanfic in my head of Jamie getting to hold his infant Anything? child. Yeah, they're, they're in the bed. This is my fanfic the baby. in my head. Okay. okay. The, the, the really new baby. Yes. Like the brand new baby. They're yeah, not, not adult Brie. No. We've got baby Brie. Yeah. And Jenny and Ian are there at like the side of the bed in chairs because all their brood is being watched by someone. The someone kids else. are in fine, but it's just going to be the the four of them with baby Brie. She just needs a room with the four of them. She's sitting, she's sitting in the bed with her yeah. parents. Where's and, Frank? Uh, he's downstairs on the couch. We'll make him sleep there. Sorry, Frank. You don't, I know that's like kind of your child, but like not actually. And like, not sorry, actually. we're reuniting you. <laughs> And I really didn't like that comment. So these are our rules. The one where I'm not what the I'm not the one who's been fucking other people comment. Yeah. Yeah. Rude. I didn't let that go as easily as an ashtray to the head. She she laid it all on the line there. She told you what it was from the beginning. You don't get to throw it back in her face now. Yeah. So he gets another night on this. She did not choose to fall through the stones. She chose to stay away. (laughs) Yeah, that's a different story. But eh, at that point, 
He's yeah, it's not Frank's finest moment. Right no. then in there. So he gets one more night on the sofa. What is it with her having to deal with those? Like, because then adult Brie is like, you know, because you were fucking some other guy. Slut shaming? Yeah. Oof. Nice. Oof. As Claire said, it was a hell of, what Jamie and I had was a hell of a lot more than fucking you was the love of my life. Her voice goes all deep. Ooh. Love that scene. Um, Okay. So Frank, so you said Frank is kind of like sitting, like, I don't know, in the living room or something. Yeah. He's down in the living room. Writing letters to the reverend maybe sure um go be where, weirdo frank. where do we got millie the neighbor <laughs> millie i i have no real feelings on her yet so let's let her putter around in the backyard sure maybe something she can just putter around back there until i decide what i think about fair her. enough okay where are we putting dean jackass oh oh i don't like him <laughs> I feel like there should be like, what is the, what was the contingents of agitators to just have brooms and be beating him? Just like with the brooms, like not to kill him. Cause I don't want to make any of them murder. Oh, the cotier or whatever. Cotier yeah. of agitators. The cotier of agitators. We'll all have pins that say cotier of agitators are part of, and yeah. they have brooms and they're just like whipping him. Like they're just hitting him. Like not to kill him, but just like, like not hard, just more like annoying. Just like, yeah, just like. It's not like, just yeah, whipping. just like, like you know how we're in, nonviolent, we're peaceful. Yeah, like we're not, but like, just you know, like Game of Thrones when um, Cecily, what's her name? Sansa? No, when she has to do the walk of shame. Okay, it's like oh, that, Cersei. but he has to walk. Cersei, when she has to That's walk. That's a brutal through. scene. That is a brutal scene. Brutal scene. Yeah, okay, he's not going to be naked because nobody wants to see that. I, I can't, say, I'm just picturing in my head he's going to be gross. Well, no. with the shame, but someone have the bell that says shame, shame. Yeah, and he's just going to walk through the co-chair of agitators and they're all going to be lined up and they're going to have brooms and kitchen utensils and they're just going to kind of be flocking him. Just be like, That's what you get for your sexism. Um, and should we have Dr. Thorne with him too? The one who knocked Claire out against yeah, the well. You know what? Him too. Both of them are going to be walking down and all the women that he's ever knocked out and just done horrible things to thinking that he had power, are just going to be there. Just like, just whip him with things again, not enough to kill or maim, but just to be really painful. And he has to just- walk like 10 kilometers <laughs> in the sun, no water. Just ten kilometers in the sun while we're hit. We have those big fluffy brooms being like, yeah, just like whacking. And you know the hay ones that are really stabby. Could you imagine ten kilometers of that? That was gonna hurt your skin. Just maybe they're allergic. Yeah, maybe there's a little like is that itchy powder on them, so you get it kind of itchy. You're being poked by hay. We're putting itching powder. Wow. Yeah. I really didn't like them. Okay, that's that's where they are. That's where they are. Okay. Um. Who else? Everyone else is there's dead. not a ton of other people in this no, episode. That's okay. We, we've, we've, I love it, makes me so happy in my head that we can just have like Jamie and Claire holding baby Brie in this bed. Like, this okay. is, yeah, you're done. I, I had in my mind. Um, <laughs> Jenny, Ian, we have Frank, we have Rupert. I, there was a few randos, but a lot of people died. Yeah, um, I'm sure we'll get we'll get new people. We'll we'll get a bigger bed going. Yeah, other other cast of characters yeah. occurring. Meet some um, new folks, some new friends. Yeah, but that's most of that. I can't believe how short we got on this episode. My goodness. Good job. Don't us. worry. We'll um we'll make up for it later. We'll make up for it. Don't worry. Just wait. Yeah. As we get farther into this season, whole buddy. Um. Yeah, and it's a little like you said, a little too early for predictions. But yeah, we know. Okay, we're gonna we be filling in the going. gaps. Yeah. Um, 
and it'll be interesting to see like where we kind of jump around with mm-hmm. the Frank Which and parts, Claire, yeah. we Frank see, and yeah. Claire bit to, and then also Jamie's story. Cause we've got to get to the point establishing there's like that 20 year gap. And then mm-hmm. what I would be interested in is how far in. So if this season is what, 13 episodes, like at what point, like how long do you think we're keeping them separated? Like how deep in the season do you think it's going to take? Well, I think it's going to be like almost Paris, probably half. Yeah, like half-ish. Yeah. So, so maybe good. like five or six. Okay. That gives us like enough timelines, but then you're still going to get them jumping in. Yeah. Because you're going to want, want yeah. a whole season of that. No. So I, I would say maybe four, but I feel like that's kind of pushing it to fill in 20 years worth of nonsense that Jamie's going through probably because Jamie's always got nonsense going on. So maybe five. Okay. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with five, and then I won't be disappointed if it's four or six, but my prediction would be five, and then Around at the five. end of five, okay, we're back to jumping Reunited in. Yeah. feels yeah. good. <laughs> That's my prediction. Okay. All right. Cool. So we got one prediction going. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I think that's it for now, folks. Yeah. Um, Episode one. That was we're starting. 301. Season the battle three. joined. Um, so we'll see you next week with episode two of season three. Um, and yeah, so we're back in action, friends. We are, we are continuing to ride this roller coaster. Um, all right. Well, until then, stay, stay safe. Well, are you not going to say where they can find us? Oh, wow. Okay. I'm a little out of You're not going to say goodbye here? Okay. Um, she's gonna leave y'all hanging and and okay if you're newer (laughs) to fighting us please follow us on social media on facebook or twitter or instagram at she's an outlander no dots no dots just there we go i felt wrong for you not to do that no i just i'm a little rusty that's okay it's okay okay i've got i got you back i'm here for you you, I was, I was slipping. Yeah, it's okay. I kept you, session, I kept you like, honest. You're Zoom fine. Was, Zoom was talking to us. I know it's been weird. It's a been weird. It's a been weird one. It's a been weird. But that's okay. We made it through. Who am I, through. Mario? Apparently, it's a been weird. I was gonna let that accent go. <laughs> I wasn't gonna comment on it, but you called yourself out for that one. That was weird. <laughs> it just happened. I don't know. We, what we need to cut it off now. We're getting this is we're ooh. getting loopy. Okay, we're thank you. Trouble thank here. you so much, friends, for listening. Yes. Again, we always love to hear from you. Yes. And we'll see you next week with um, episode two of season three. And stay safe out there. And yes. uh, hopefully, uh, you know, you're not locked down like we are, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye.